Hello, and welcome to The Yoga Corner. I'm Shelby Phoenix. I'm a yoga instructor, life coach, and founder of The Yoga Corner. I help you find unshakable self-trust and manifest a lifestyle as a yoga entrepreneur. In my podcast, Yoga Corner Chats, I have real conversations with women about their wellness and entrepreneurship journeys. So get cozy and listen in because the next chat is starting now. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to, in a moment, introduce you to Maddie Jeans. We are going to talk about all things yoga and really about her story about yoga and her chronic illness and her vision to create a space that really centers other people who have chronic illness. Um, and supports them in a compassionate and inclusive way. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that I'm still working on the Wi-Fi issue that is contributing to the lag you're hearing in the audio. I am getting something in the mail from Amazon that should fix this problem. So, fingers crossed, but we are learning as we go. And one more thing I wanted to remind you about before we start this episode is that I am currently accepting clients into my six-month one-on-one entrepreneurship mindset coaching program for yoga teachers. If this is something you're interested in, send me an email or Instagram message and we'll set up a clarity call. Please don't forget to give this podcast a review and subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And we'll get started right now. Welcome to the Yoga Corner. I am Shelby Phoenix, and I am a yoga instructor, life coach, and owner of the Yoga Corner. I help you find unshakable self-trust and manifest a lifestyle as a yoga entrepreneur. Today on the Yoga Corner, we will be joined by Maddie James. Maddie is a chronically ill yoga practitioner and psychology student navigating life with chronic illness, trying to make yoga more accessible for people like herself. I am so excited to have Maddie on Yoga Corner Chats. We met on Instagram and I was really inspired by her vision to create a space that centers people with chronic illness that is compassionate and inclusive. Hi, Maddie. Hi. Welcome. So before we dive into the interview, would you mind if we took a couple of deep breaths together? Awesome. And anyone who's listening, I see Suzanne in there. I invite you to join us in a couple of deep breaths as well. So settle into wherever you're sitting. Close your eyes or take a soft gaze. Roll your shoulders up to your ears and then let them fall down your back. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Fill all the way up to your crown chakra. And then sigh out your mouth. We'll take two more deep breaths like that. Inhale through the nose. Fill up all the way to the top. And let it go. One more time. Biggest breath of the day so far. Inhale, fill up. 
and let it all go. And whenever you feel ready to open your eyes and come back into this space. So Maddie, how are you doing good, today? Thank you. How are you? I am doing so well. I'm really glad we got to have this chat and I really appreciate you for you. taking the time I'm to be on that today. You invited me. Oh. Um share with us so where I'm are in you the in the UK. world? Um kind of in the middle I'm in Warwickshire so where um close to where Shakespeare was born is oh. like the easiest way to describe <laughs> so I would love to begin by giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself and maybe share a little bit about your mm -hmm. journey to becoming a yoga so, teacher um I live with chronic illness um and a chronic a rare chronic condition and I trained to become a yoga teacher and qualified I started my teacher training in the summer of 2021 and then I qualified in the summer of 2022 so I'm quite a new teacher I remember when I first connected with you I hadn't finished yet um, yeah so yeah that's yes. kind of crazy congratulations Thank so you. excited yeah. for you and i've noticed you have been teaching some classes online yeah it How's went well going? um i know you'll know from when you started like those nerves when you teach your first class um <laughs> but yeah it's definitely been a learning experience um, and I'm taking a little break at the moment because I'm also uh, studying for an undergrad psychology degree. So I'm kind of juggling both at the same time. Um, That's amazing. You're so um, young and you've accomplished yeah, so feel, much. I get that quite a lot. Like uh, I was just talking to someone yesterday who I said, oh, how old do you think I am? And um, she said like 26, 27. <laughs> But I turn 24 next week, so, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> so, I'm wondering if you would feel comfortable sharing a bit about your chronic illness and how it's impacted your life yeah, and your so, um, practice. I'll try and keep it short because it's quite a long, there's a long backstory, but... Um, so I feel like I've experienced chronic pain for a long time, like probably started when I was like 11. So I've always had the label, I felt like at school I always had the label as like the sick one. Um, I don't know what the American word would be for it, but like um, they'd say like, oh, you're skiving. So like you're, you're skipping school. Yeah, when like skipping I'd just school. be ill a lot. Um, and I suffered from like really mm. chronic um, period pains. Um, then I finished mm. GC, like our kind of exams at like 15, 16. I went on my summer holiday and it was all like fun. Um, and then I got, I started suffering from extreme, extreme pain non-stop all night mm. and then gradually over the month it got worse to the point where I was like blacking out um being sick 
uh, I couldn't really walk, like it was really bad. And I went to hospital probably like four, four times. And um, they sent me away. They were like, um, it's anxiety, you're stressed. You're a young teenage girl, you know, you just, you're just getting worked up, that kind of thing. Um, and then um, they found out eventually, like long story short, that um, I have a very, very rare uterus, uterine condition. So I've been born with two uteruses, two wombs. Um, so I'd never heard of that before, but it turns out that like there's, yeah. um, I think it's like one in 2000 maybe. Um, and yeah, so one of my wombs, the pain was that every time I'd had a period, um, one of my cervix, so I have two cervixes as well, um, was blocked. So every time I had a period over like from 12 to 16, it would fill up, but it didn't have anywhere to go. So um, I wow. had, my first surgery was like a, um, what I would call like a C-section, like you'd have if you're going to have a baby, um, to drain the blood. Right. And then the, I remember the day that I was, the day that I was having surgery or the day that I was in hospital and I had like tubes everywhere, um, was the day that all of my friends started like, what I think would be like the equivalent to like, your senior year or something like like a big yeah so yeah. Um, that was my first experience of I guess like chronic illness and, um yeah. I had to take yeah. a year off of school to have more surgery and recover from that and then that's when my kind of um dipped my toe into like the I want to say back then it was more like the fitness and that kind of realm rather than like wellness and yoga and that stuff kind of later um, right but it was all it yeah. was like the stepping stones for it and then right um right. so I recovered from that and like started this journey of really getting into like okay I need to look after my body I found uh, mm. because as well as the wounds I had found out I'd been born without my left kidney um so that kind of to me was like I really need to look after myself um so right. I would I would work out a lot but it was I don't think it was yoga at that point um and then I tried going back to school but at this point I was a year older than everyone that I was with mm -hmm. um so I did that for a while but then I remember constantly I think school starts in September here. So I started in September and then November, I got ill and I was admitted to hospital again. And it was constant kind of like, get well, fall sick with something again, and then get So I came yeah. back in December and I kind of thought, actually, school, this isn't for me, I want to leave. So um, I left and yeah. then in the new year, I decided to just get a job. And then this is when I started really getting into um, like, like health and fitness and like to the point where I did develop probably an, an unhealthy relationship with it because right. it went like the other way, like going to the gym a lot, et cetera. 
And then I realized after a few months that working environment was very, I was only 18 at the time. And then it was very toxic, very, um, I was the only girl working in this small office, men, and they weren't mm. necessarily older men. They were all kind of like, I think one was like 20, 21, except, but it was just not, yeah. it wasn't a nice environment. And um, I'd gotten so into health and fitness that I thought um, I wanted to do something with this. So um, I looked at local colleges and courses I could do and decided to go and study sports. So then at this point is when I start getting into yoga because I'm going to the gym regularly, but I'm going to like, what I know, I know now is not yoga. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm right. in a yoga class, but it was like yoga right. fused with Pilates and other things right. um, but I, I was really into it and a few years earlier actually my cousin had done her yoga teacher training and I remember being fascinated and just being like wanting to know everything about it and um, asking her to give me like private lessons and things like that and thinking like oh I'd love to do that one day but I thought like I'll do it when like, right. I don't know, I'm 30 and I'm like settled down and I'm like in a job because I've always I always knew how expensive they were and that like right I don't know you have to go off to some exotic place for like 10 days and do an intensive teacher training so I thought that's right far off um so I start studying sports and um everyone else had like you had to have a your sport but I wasn't really doing the course for kind of sports as such I was into like probably like the sports psychology the health side of it rather than like sports coaching and stuff like and um, so right. other people had to you had to um like teach us teach a plan of lesson and it had to be filmed and you had to teach the rest of the class so while everyone else was doing like football hockey and I was like can I teach yoga class um, and I remember at the time as well, I don't think it was a massive thing like yoga was a thing over here but it wasn't kind of what it is now so I remember kind of my classmates right. kind of being a bit like mm, okay <laughs> um, but they all enjoyed it and also again I always find it because I find this like even now even having a chronic illness with people who are able-bodied and fit and healthy how they just there's still this uh, underestimation of how difficult yoga can be like, people think oh it's just well. stretching <laughs> i'm like no um so i think, I think like, a lot of the boys <laughs> were a bit like oh that's easy we can do that um and they were kind of surprised right. and then there was another time as well and i think you'll like this because of what you do is um we had like a a primary school of young kids like six to seven come in and we also had to plan a class and teach them. So everyone else did kind of like fun games and stuff. But um, I wanted to teach them yoga. So, and I remember these little like six-year-olds kind of, there were some really confident six-year-old boys who thought like, what is yoga? This is silly. <laughs> this is girl stuff, etc. And then yeah. I did this sort of basic <laughs> sequence. And they were so 
in it uh, and my I remember my yeah. teacher just like loving it um so I can I can remember that even then thinking like this is definitely something I want to do one day is um I, I think if anything they could they like seeing what you do uh, with your middle school teaching and things like that is just like yeah start them young <laughs> like because um, it's just like it's a tool if anything so like why not have that tool from a young age um and anyway yes. so then I had done my sports course for a year it was a two-year course and at the end of it you could you would you would have enough to go to university but um right. in that summer I started and th at this point I was going to the gym like five six times a week doing very intense workouts and that's alongside studying sports and um I started noticing these lumps on my legs and because I was so active I thought mm. oh they're just because they look like bruises so I thought oh I'm just you know I'm active right. I'm, I'm bruising myself etc yeah right um, into this thing. And, then, <laughs> and I remember being in like the changing rooms with the girls and being like what do you think of what do you think of these and then they'd kind of get bigger and I remember um they'd be swollen as well and then I remember getting one on my ankle that got it would it would get bigger and bigger and it got so bad to the point where I couldn't walk I couldn't walk on my foot or anything and I remember going to the doctor and her kind of freaking out and being like I don't know what this is but you're definitely going to hospital like it could be bone cancer or something like that the scary stuff right. and then um the it was another like a, I feel like every time I get ill I'm very used to being labeled like we don't know what's wrong with you um it was that cycle again so uh, mm -hmm. yeah. right like it's yeah. anxiety it's in your head yeah we'll take um, a nap <laughs> or like yeah just rest and it will go away or whatever um so eventually I found out it was um some kind of very rare like tissue thing but um I basically never recovered from it because then it turned like the lumps went away but then I'd go to the gym and I'd go I'd go on the treadmill and um I'd finish and I'd have um like I don't know if you've ever had um like tonsillitis or glandular fever which like oh, and you feel yeah. like and then I would do exercise and then I would feel like I'd like I was getting the flu but it never did so right. it was like I never recovered um and then I was diagnosed with ME or um chronic fatigue syndrome and then I had to leave my sports course because I it then got so bad to the point where I was like I was in a wheelchair I couldn't get out of bed that kind of thing so it was another kind of get well start something and then like the cycle so right. I feel like that's and before then I was thinking about this this morning is um I did fall out of love for a while with probably the physical practice of yoga if I reflect on it but yeah. the one thing that has been with me longer is meditation is I remember that mm. summer um kind of being so obsessed with it that I would like get if friends came around I'd be like can we meditate together um and be doing it like every day for at least 20 minutes and 
when I think back, that's the practice that's definitely almost been with me longer and yeah. probably helped me during like the up and down time because right. after then I think it was hard then for me to come it's taken me a while up before then doing my teacher training to get back into a good place with yoga because I didn't feel like it was something I could do as someone with like I didn't know what Emmy was so it was kind of like learning okay what's this illness I've got um and I had this idea in my head of what yoga was before from what I'd experienced it and obviously that's not what it right what we know it as um, so right yeah it was quite a, a bit of a long backstory but yeah well, I'm so glad that uh, you shared all of that with us. Thank you for being vulnerable. And there was one thing I wanted to ask you about your journey. You and you talked about it a little bit. Um, but I did read your website before this interview. And you share on your website about how you felt this feeling of betrayal and resentment and grief and how that made it really like challenging for you to sit mm. and go inward um with your like fatigue and the pain and you know that cycle you're going through so can you share about how you were able to transform that into the vision you're creating yeah. today so, um I feel like in the yoga and wellness space, um, if you if you don't experience chronic pain or chronic illness, and then on top of that, I have uh, anxiety disorder and like mental health and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, when you kind of sit that like um, when you become chronically ill a lot of the time it then other people who aren't ill um upon hearing that maybe you've got this condition or something they there's a common thing where it then feels like they feel like they can give unsolicited advice of oh you try this and this will <laughs> heal you this will help you and a lot of the time it is oh you should do you should meditate and you should do yoga because you know it'll miraculously kind of change your life but um when you tell someone who is in like chronic pain all day every day to sit down and just kind of breathe or someone who's highly anxious the last thing they want to do is kind of mm. go inwards and just be lying there kind of right feeling everything when that's that's them all day every day um with my anxiety the last thing I would want to do is set and focus on my breath because that's the thing I'm that's like shallow and I'm, I'm the more I would I, like for me the more I focus on it the worse it gets um, so yeah it is really hard to especially in the space because I couldn't I couldn't go to yoga class uh, finding people online who could Kind of I could relate to or could give me kind of what I needed then 
and because the other thing is with chronic illness it changes so much that kind of like where I was when I was first diagnosed is completely different to where I am now but other people I know are kind of remind me of when I was there or other people are way further along their healing journey than I am but it's just um yeah I don't really know how I I just knew that there was something deeper than the physical with yoga I like so the the pull to actually do my teaching training was because I knew there was more and I knew that that could help me more and other people more than what we were kind of being fed is yoga like on Instagram and things like that um and that, that right. I think is what's helped me the most with my chronic illness so like um I think people who don't know yoga or who think of it just as like exercise or something or movement if I say oh right. I'm practicing yoga I would say my yoga practice is like 75 percent not physical because of my yeah chronic illness um and actually the practices that i do and i'm able to do every day is not the physical thing that we associate you with yoga and i think it's like wanting to share that with other people also just like mm. it's a very lonely place to be when you're yeah um, when you have something wrong with your health and you feel yeah. different as well like um you can't like I, none of my friends have experience something like this so you can't you can talk to them it's like talking to someone like we can talk about yoga on like a a deeper level that maybe I could talk about it with like someone who doesn't isn't so into it whereas it's the same with like chronic illness um right so yeah I don't know if that's actually answered your question (laughs) no it did I can empathize on a on a small level just because I have mental um disorders as well and I have heard other yoga practitioners say things like you don't need medication just go take a walk and you know that's probably well intentioned but like you said it's it's a tool not a cure I am I do find like this kind of I have a lot of ickiness around a lot of stuff that's either like in the wellness community online but also I found a lot of things in the chronic illness community for a while very difficult because they're kind of similar so it'd be people like you need to be vegan you need to take all you need to just like kind of all these things that I think um be really unrealistic to have all this like pressure on yourself and it's the same like people saying um oh go and like even in some um I was gonna find it that book because I remember you and I talked about it it's like one of our favorite shared books the um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh Melody Beattie right 
beige one. Yes, I love that um, book. I read it last night to my yoga class. But I don't know if it's that one, but in the, I was reading another one the other day, and sometimes the language in books about yoga and thing, and meditation can be very much like you create your reality in your thoughts. And I think when you're ill, right. whether it's physical, mental, both, hearing language like that can be really like for me quite triggering because it 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 like yeah invalidates what your experience is and I feel like through yoga right. um you kind of through the practice and learning you you're able to like fully feel validated and like just that whatever comes up is okay and also like yeah meant to be there like you're not you're not imagining it um yeah right yeah and like making space like for that like if, if you feel betrayed and you feel resentful mm. or angry like no one can yeah. argue with yeah. you that you feel that <laughs> and there is that positive, mm -hmm. toxic positivity of like, mm -hmm. well, just think a better thought. And it's like, well, fuck it, yeah. I feel mad right now. Yeah, so. I think that's <laughs> something that yoga is really good for is like, feel your feelings. Like, um, yes. And um, like, just come as you are. Like, you don't need to. Um, yeah. like I definitely used to fall into the kind of, I need to have the perfect like yoga outfit and leggings and like all the care right. and I need to be able to do all of these things that like we see on Instagram and think you know you've got to be super flexible and able to stand on your head and like right. sometimes I still it's like a, it's a constant practice because I still since I've qualified as a yoga teacher I I think we talked about it once, like having that imposter syndrome. I think to my head, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't do a handstand, so I'm not, I'm probably not a proper yoga teacher because, you know, and it's just all of that kind of right. stuff that comes up um, is actually what it's not about, um, which is the yeah. kind of funny thing with it. And speaking of that, it kind of sounds like part of your vision is like you've come along this journey of healing and you're still on this journey and you can like take a look back at someone who's a couple steps behind and like offer something to them that maybe you didn't have when you were on that journey. So my question is, what do you bring to your yoga classes that might look or feel different to like that kind of like mm. very asana centered yoga class that we all have yeah. in our mind? I think language is really important. And yeah. Um, yeah. for me, I think yoga teachers who think that they are maybe being accessible and you know, like when I became ill, I wasn't a beginner because I'd done yoga previous to my ME diagnosis but at the the kind of you have a really um dysfunctional relationship with 
the idea of movement and exercise when you're diagnosed with something like chronic fatigue because the two just don't really they right. don't go together <laughs> like, um but i wouldn't right. have called myself a beginner because i'd done it previously so i knew a lot about it but because of my kind of level i would have been deemed a beginner but then i would go on to kind of very prominent kind of yoga teachers online and youtube and i would go through their beginner classes but they wouldn't be except in their minds they'd be accepted but right knowing my new body and and connecting with other people online like me um and it's also the language so it would be like i don't know you'd start a class and then it's three minutes in you're in a downward facing dog and that pose is really full-on like your whole it's demanding um so although it's beginner and they say all levels and it doesn't mean that it's accessible or compassionate for um yeah people with diff like i know other people who i wouldn't call them beginner because i know that they could they've done yoga in the past but i know that they've got certain health conditions that would mean that some things wouldn't be right for them and i also think a lot of classes don't use props and there's this thing around props that's like beginners need props or people who can't do poses need props or people who need help because right it's like it adds this like less than like you're not good enough Mm. you need help because you you can't do this pose if you can't do this then try it this way and I'm very um someone said after a group class that um I'm really conscious that when I'm offering different options for different poses that it's not um okay so this is the the ideal pose but you know and then we're in it and at that point if you're already in it and then it's too much and you've got to come out because I've been there myself that mental thing of like yeah beating yourself up because you're like my body can't do this and you go through that cycle and I would not want yeah. anyone to come to a yoga class or have a yoga class with me and be feeling that um like I don't want it to be like yeah. this is the pose but if you can't do this then try these two options I just want it to be like I've, I strive to make it so that there's just a range of options and it's very much like yeah um like I find the term yoga teacher which is why like how you say yoga practitioner because through psychology I know that when you and I know I think you used to be a teacher used to be a teacher yeah psychology is like as soon as you kind of give someone a label like a teacher then you have teacher and student Mm. you you kind of yeah and like authority and it's like okay I need to do what the teacher says do it as the teacher does like I don't have authority over anyone else's body how they're feeling how they move yeah and um recently I gave my brother at Christmas like a one-to-one and I was watching I was teaching a class and then he kept looking at me and he was really trying to mimic exactly what I was doing and I was like I've guided you into the pose, but how I'm, I also have hypermobility, so I know that, like, 
my range compared to other people is not going to be like like I can naturally I'm naturally more flexible but that's not necessarily a good thing but it's like people think oh you know you're the yoga teacher I need to do exactly what you're doing and yeah and I want to make it so that that isn't the case and it yeah um feeling really in tune and safe in your body and building that trust up with it again because I think people with chronic illness it's so easy to like you said on my website um especially for me I think I'm in a I'm I'm made peace with it now but I know that feeling of um you don't trust your body because it's let you down so many times so you kind of think when's it gonna happen again or like so you're it's like you're two separate things like you're not really in your body and you don't want to be in your body because that's too much and like yeah right so it seems like if you were feeling that way and then also someone is saying this is how to do this posture um then you Mm -hmm. have even less autonomy like you already feel like it's you don't have control and then you're handing over or someone's taking control from you in that space definitely um so yeah i just i think the other thing that i would want from like that i want to create is um i love the creativity of theming and like like Mm. kind of making it known to people that they can when I say oh you know I'm, I've done my yoga practice today more often than not like I said it's not um the asana the physical side of it and then um, right. you know I still am trying to kind of come to terms with the fact that I have this image in my head that to be a yoga teacher and to be taken seriously as a yoga teacher I need to be doing asana every day um and yeah I have kind of recently started to make peace with the fact that my body just can't do that like if I was to do that I wouldn't be able to teach or do other things um and actually coming back to the fact that that's like coming from a place of the old beliefs that yoga is just the physical and it's like a workout and it's like a exercise class kind of mindset rather than thinking that um you know every day I would say I practice meditation and like so many of the um yamas and the niyamas are like with me every day and so many I think could bring so much comfort to people who have chronic illness and can uh, that that's what I want to share through classes not necessarily yeah I don't know warrior two or something like that like that's great and that that I love that as well but it's all the other kind of all the other things that you don't see spoken about as much it sounds like your intention is to have your your students or the people taking your yoga class um your yoga practitioners leave them feeling yeah more powerful I I 
kind of want to just give them space to like feel like yes almost like a friend because I'm I've felt very lonely in the past and like that kind of different because of being ill and yes and it is really hard when you're chronically ill from a young age it's definitely a different experience right. too so my partner has the same chronic illness but he wow. um he was diagnosed in his late mid to late 20s so I'm now just about yeah. to be the age that he was when he was done so it's very much like two different experiences and especially yeah. as a woman as well like the relationship mm-hmm. and the feelings you have that you've built up from kind of during adolescence and all of that and then for me with surgeries that I went through that um chronic illness can really take its toll on how you how you view your your body and like from a yeah from an external and the internal whether it's like so it's yes. just an absolute like mind field and even if someone just yeah. came to a class and needed to just lie down in shavasana and just like breathe and kind of hold space for them and like tell them that I get it then that's yeah. a yoga practice for that the minute it comes from someone who is in an able body and is really fit and healthy and doesn't have that experience it it veers on like kind of patronizing and very like like the comment you said at the start with people who said you know go for a walk and that is kind of like that um and yeah yeah oh yeah um so yeah I don't want any of that in my little like community what is one thing you wish able-bodied people in the yoga community knew um well that's an interesting question um I wish they knew that I I think there's more to it than uh especially online because that's where most of my yoga experience comes from um that there's more than I think yoga goes beyond labeling as beginner advanced intermediate and I think the minute you kind of label it like that you're you're shutting it off from a whole a whole group of like such a such a big like when I was diagnosed and I started I created this account specifically to find other people who were disabled and had chronic illness and it's such a big community that I hadn't had any clue of beforehand and then I just wish they they could that the kind of parameters were broadened so that it was more because I feel like there's either the again like I said the beginner which some and even on a good day for me I can do an able-bodied beginner class but that's because I've built up and also I have that trust with my body now and I know I know what my limits are and I know I have that 
but also the, the training behind me that I feel more empowered to know that um, the teacher might be doing something, but if I don't, if it doesn't feel right in my body, I can just sit in child's pose. Whereas years ago, I would right. never have right. done that. I would have thought, I need to do everything yeah. they're doing <laughs> um, and not take a break. Right. And just also, I wish online there was more kind of uh, like, I understand that kind of in the West as well, like to kind of spread yoga's message, it's become like watered down, but I wish it, I wish more yeah. classes online, especially because that's the way that yoga is made accessible to people like me who can't go out to a gym and go to a class every week or something. I wish they, they would have, they would bring in more of the, the sex or there's, if asana is like the one limb, all the other seven that make up yoga. Um, yeah, I think that would be why I would wish that they. Yeah. Language is so important. And I think those words are thrown yeah. around especially like um all levels like like i think in the in the hope that they can help everybody or like those all levels but it sounds like using those more mindfully or even using other words is is a big piece of just making sure that it's honest and authentic yeah, and I think, like, yeah, when you said um, all levels, almost if you're trying to help too many people, then you, you might not actually be helping any, you know? Like, one thing I realised yes. from learning from doing my January classes was that um, I would really love to do dedicate more time and energy to one-on-ones because that's where I feel like you can fully hold the space and I can't I can't guarantee that a class with like I don't know five plus people I can't make that fully accessible because everyone's going to have different needs and I wouldn't want them right. during that class to feel any of the things that I've said like you know, to right. to feel like they're not good enough or their body's not good enough or anything like that. Whereas when it's one-to-one and you can fully curate it, so it's completely, like, for them and not just right. from physical, but also, like, how how are you emotionally this week? Like, how how's your mental health? Yeah. What do you need more of? Like, you know, all of that is yoga as well it's not just like you know um I know a lot of friends online who have pots which means that their heart rate and kind of spikes and then drops and they can get very dizzy so I've been very I'm very conscious that if they were to come to a class and if it was a more kind of active class going from like standing to then like a forward fold or something and then like down the Dog right would be not good <laughs> um, yeah uh, yeah like so um, I think 
that is something that's really important. I think that's really powerful because if you can be a supporter in helping them trust and understand the limits of their mm -hmm. own body and mind, then when they join a group class, perhaps they feel more empowered to make the, the adjustments, changes, rests that they need without mm -hmm. feeling so much. Yeah. I think stress. it's like, um, the whole thing with representation and if you don't see yeah. yourself or see someone who has had experiences like you or you know then kind of how do you where do you go from there and even now right. I think I've, I think I have right. like I finally when I built up enough uh physical health I guess to kind of dip my toe back into the physical yoga um I maybe found like three yoga teachers online who I felt were kind of accessible enough for chronic illness and compared to like the number yeah um <laughs> and they weren't even they weren't e they were they were able-bodied um or they are able-bodied so you know com comparing that there's definitely like a there's a gap between so I think it's yeah. very much like some of them that I found um was very much like restorative and only restorative or only yin and I love that like don't get me wrong there's 100% that's amazing and um I have already I'm already enrolled on my advanced which has restorative like I really want to do my restorative I just think mm -hmm. that's such a gift as well to be able to give people whether they're yeah real or not like stress and all of that just restorative right. is great and actually for people who you know um are kind of really busy and like when we were talking about toxic product productivity earlier it's actually going to be harder for those people to do or I find like restorative or yin where you have to be still and you have to like yeah you know you can't just move through the poses and then kind of get it done like it doesn't work like that but um right no I found yeah you can't hide it like like for me one day when I'm feeling physically better there wasn't a um there wasn't a space where it was between this kind of beginner that that was still quite like vinyasa flow and then um right. yoga in your bed like very restorative there was no middle ground which then is very frustrating because right. then you feel like you know I can't do that one but that one kind of makes me right. feel kind of crap about myself like makes me think of right when I was in a wheelchair and you know and I want I want to remove more but no one's no one's creating that space for me where I can and I feel safe too so I hope that I can do that almost like it's almost a selfish thing like wanting to do that for myself because I didn't have that but also now share that with other people yeah mm -hmm. I just got goosebumps because it's just like so beautiful 
Oh, a little emotional. It is really beautiful. I'm so excited to see you grow this space and this vision because as you know, probably better than anyone else, like that, that needs to be represented in this space that has kind of closed in on a certain body, a certain person, a certain mm -hmm. aesthetic and that limits everyone including people who are chronically ill and yeah. people who yeah, are it's not, even chronically not just Ill. like if you take away the physical illness and you know this from your own experiences it's it's the mental health side as well and um yeah everything that comes with that and I'm also very conscious of like like although I'm I am chronically ill it's it's I'm very conscious of fitting into that box that you see that's like woman white privileged in this yeah. wellness yoga space that you see so much of um so I'm very conscious of that as well not not feeding right feeding the beast almost because yeah like seeing how mm -hmm. those things intersect and interweave with each yeah, other definitely yeah is there anything else you want to share with anyone listening? Um, probably it sounds really cliche because I mean it is, but just that like if anyone is listening and they are going through a hard time, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, that you're not alone. Um, mm. Because there's so many times where and it doesn't, and I even know saying that, because I've had people say it before, you kind of, you hear it, but it doesn't mean much. And you kind of, when you're in those depths, you really do feel like no one understands and there's no one to talk yeah. to and no one, but and even talking to you, like we, anyone listening, we get it and you're not alone. And yes. it does get better. Yeah. It just takes time. And yeah. That's what I'd say. Oh, thank you so much. Where can um, people find you online? Find me on Instagram, um, which is at atayadyogi. And then my website as well, which is atayadyogi.com, which I think there's a link in my Instagram bio. Yeah. And I will hop your i'll tag you and um put your instagram and website in the notes of this on the podcast and on instagram i wanted to say thank you to everyone for joining maddie and i on the yoga corner chats today as i said you can find all the information you need to find maddie and what she has to offer in the caption or show notes of this episode I am currently accepting clients into my six-month one-on-one entrepreneurship mindset coaching program for yoga teachers. If this is something you are interested in, send me an email or Instagram message and we'll set up a clarity call. The Yoga Corner Chats replay can be found most places you listen to podcasts. I'll be publishing this episode on Monday. Please don't forget to give me a review and subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss out on future Yoga Corner Chats. Thank you so, so much, Maddie, for your time, for sharing your story, 
and for Thank being a guest on Yoga Corner me. Chats. Bye.